Wait. Is that the last hole we're talking about? Yes, that's going to be the last hole we're going to talk about. We're not talking about your mom's hole or anything like that? No. <laughs> Listen, we're really going to talk about a hole. We talk about your mom's hole. That would be the <laughs> biggest of all. Yeah, it's uh, uh, roughly six feet deep by six feet long by four feet wide. What? That's almost, that's, that's very similar to Mel's hole, which is apparently uh, three meters across, so about nine feet. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other, and Ryan. Oh, man. Ginger ale never tasted so good. I got the flu. <laughs> Um, Steve, you know, you're a history guy. Did you know that when Star Wars came out, France was still using the guillotine? Yeah, um, actually, like, a number of European nations used the guillotine into into the 20th century. Uh, for instance, in, um, the, the Nazis still used the guillotine as a form of uh, public execution. Um, I, I think it was, I forget who it was, like, some of the plotters in, like, the, uh, the, 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 Valky- the Operation Valkyrie, like, coup d'etat attempt. Mm-hmm. Like, like some of them were either given the option of, like, public execution with a guillotine or we're taking a cyanide pill. Right, but we're talking about the 40s. I mean, like, Star Wars came out in In the 70s, I, I believe I'm not mistaken. it. That's cr- Like, what? I mean, I, look. Technically, Utah still does Firing Squad. It was, it was sort of stricken from the books, I think, in the late 90s. But there was a, uh, there was a guy that was on death row. Who, who got put in when it was still the the main form of execution, and he wanted it to be his form of execution. Also, come to find out, it's also the most reliable, as opposed to comparing it to things like the electric chair and uh, lethal injection. Uh, you're actually, as, as weird as it sounds to say, you are more likely to die with the firing squad in, like, the first time. It's not going to be prolonged or dragged out. It's allegedly not painful. Um Sorry, couldn't find anybody to ask about that, but, you know. Yeah, the the electric chair is imperfect, and there's a lot of stories of... I, I think even the first time they used the electric chair as, as like, a public execution, it didn't work properly. Um, and the guy died, like, a slow death. God, and I can't it, imagine. And there's also the thing, too, with, like, lethal injection, because they can't find... They, they can't legally buy the drugs that are used like in the lethal injection cocktail because no one will sell it to uh the the american prison system yeah. to to use it so they they sort of try to come up with their own cocktail to do it um uh-huh. some of the times and and it doesn't always work um and then a lot of the general public doesn't realize either um doctors uh, physicians mds do's doctors uh, are in no way shape form or fashion um utilized in the process of lethal injection or any execution um, you have correctional officers that do it. Uh, and doctors are not involved whatsoever because it obviously directly violates the Hippocratic Oath. So they do not take a part in it whatsoever. Like, I think it's insane how this country just willy-nilly executes people. And, you know, I know a lot of correctional officers. And uh, mm, not a good idea to give them the ability to say, start an IV correctly dose medication to kill somebody correctly like i i obviously don't believe in the death penalty at all but like it right now it's a necessary evil apparently because they don't want to get rid of it so fine but like there's better ways 
to, if you're gonna, holy shit, yeah, firing squad for me is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would, I would definitely have to go with that, or or the guillotine. The guillotine's cool, but then I hear the stories of the dude who had his head chopped off, but like his eyes could still move, and like I guess they smacked his head, and like he his face was like blushing. So there may be a couple seconds of consciousness that I wouldn't want to have. Possibly, um, but all those all those nerve endings would be severed, so you wouldn't really like probably feel anything, and I'm sure shock would have set in. God, it's terrifying to even think about. Just can you imagine? Just God, and then people would sit there and cheer. Like you just died. They just cheered your death. Yeah, public God. executions used to be like a, uh, a like an event you would go to. Uh, so we fired Steve. Um, actually, he's on assignment. We'll say he's on assignment. Yeah, he's in, he's on a special assignment. <laughs> he's on special assignment in Jersey. Uh, so speaking of public executions, I guess. Well, uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, holes. Um, so, so first off, sort of, there's, there's just sort of this fascination with, uh, with, with holes that, that either go, like, down so deep into the earth itself, it, it goes into, uh, hell, or, or possibly into another dimension. I love this. Are we talking about the 2003, uh, Andrew Davis film, Holes, starring the... <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> indestructible Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Ac- actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Oh god, his uh his cameras that kept getting hacked in like god was that like mid 20 teens? Like you put those cameras up and like Reddit and 4chan would, or the flag like they would find where this flag was posted and they would keep like pulling his flag down. Yeah, it was it was around like it was after Trump got elected. I want to say it was like it was either like either late uh 20 it was like 2017. It definitely goes to show the power of the internet when they just took a picture, like a live feed of a video of a flag on a flagpole, like from the ground, so you couldn't even see any distinguishing characteristics around it. But these terminally online internet fucking assholes found out exactly where this flag was based on, like, it's, what, like flight patterns? It's it's bad because um, there are, it, like, for instance, in Japan, it's very common that that women do not post their face on social media because they're they're worried about like people being able to like sleuth down to like where they are and harass them because there was um for, for instance when the new Kingdom Hearts uh, game trailer dropped mm-hmm. um Sora is now in sort of like a version of of our world mm-hmm. and the place he's in is an actual like building in Tokyo and someone found it within 3 hours of the trailer just going by like the the scenery and and sort of like the uh, the design of the building. Listen, I totally understand a woman's hesitation to post on Reddit because or post their picture because they're worried about you know people tracking them down. Because I've been on Reddit, I've seen the internet's collective capability or the the internet's collective ability to track things down and to be like internet sleuths, even if they're wrong. Even if they're wrong, because we all remember Boston and then the bombing. Even if they're wrong, this the the ability though to come together like in that size group and find these details that are so minute. Oh God, it's terrifying, honestly. Yeah, and well, a lot of times too. the The problem is, is that they that they were right like maybe once, but now they're forever right in the eyes of like right wing like crazy people like Alex Jones. Right. So, for instance, like when the when the recent shooting happened in Uvalde, 
um, Alex Jones was running with the thing about how the shooter was trans and they were posting the, the picture of the poor uh, trans girl um, that, that 4chan was saying was the shooter. I and love how so, she had a sign too. She was like, it's not me. I'm not even from Texas. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I, I think she even got like, like, like assaulted at some point. And it's Jesus like, well, Christ. well, it's like she, she's obviously not the shooter because the shooter is dead. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but but it's just one of those things that that they'll go with it, and then he he like quickly changed uh, changed his story uh, soon after without really addressing it, which is normally what Alex Jones does, and a lot of these right wing people. Um, but uh, that that just goes to show um, what they really care about, as opposed to you know reporting right. the, the news. Right. Um, and if you're interested in Alex Jones, go listen to Knowledge Fight because it is an amazing podcast that will keep you dying laughing. Yeah. Um, don't don't mainline uh, these these crazy people. Like Do find not. a good podcast like <laughs> like Alex Jones and have have somebody that yeah like knowledge fight that's gonna be like this your sin eater for listening to like Alex Jones. I don't know and, how they do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I can't imagine. Can you imagine just like mainlining Alex Jones depositions for years? Because they've been doing it for years now. Yeah, they've been doing it for. Um, Several years, although, like, the the main depositions didn't start until recently, but they are, like, six hours apiece. Yeah, like, so they just sat there for six hours listening to fucking, well, you know, the, you know, the frogs are gay, and uh, we're not totally sure about Sandy Hook, if I could just interview the parents. Like, how, I, would, I would lose it. There's no way I could do it for six hours. I don't know how the attorneys did it, like, deposing him. Shit. Um, so, uh, a first sort of uh, modern-day, like... A story about about a, a mystical hole is the the hole to hell um, <laughs> legion or um, the hole to hell uh, sort of like urban myth. Is this um, the one in Jersey? Uh, this one is actually uh, somewhere within the uh, so uh, former uh, Soviet Union. Okay. Um, and it, and the legend was that Soviet engineers had um, that they had uh, drilled in Siberia down. Uh, fourteen point four kilometers, about eight point nine miles, uh, deep before they uh, broke through into a a cavity within the earth. Um, so they they um, intrigued by it, and this is all told by an individual named Mister uh, Azakov, that they lowered a a heat tolerant microphone into the hole, um, with other equipment, um, to sort of get a read on what was down there. Um, mm-hmm. They found that the temperature within the hole was around a thousand degrees Celsius, about uh, eighteen hundred and thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit, um, and that there was uh, that it was a chamber of fire. And they also heard um, the tormented screams of likely the damned. So you mean that the devil in hell is literally like thirteen kilometers below the crust of the Earth? That's what that <laughs> is. That what they're saying? Yeah, well, fourteen kilometers. That's, that's, a, that's, that's right. a lot closer than I expected, to be honest um, with you. <laughs> which, and this is this is according to the myth. Although, um, the because you know the the former Soviet Union and and also Russia today are very very like mineral rich um, uh, nation states. Um, they do a lot of like deep mining in order to get to like oil and natural gas. Right. And the Soviet Union had in fact uh, drilled down um, about twelve kilometers, uh, seven point five miles. Um, at what's called the uh, Kola Super Deep Borehole, mm-hmm. um, which is in Siberia on the Kola Peninsula, um, and and this is sort of like, um, or, or this is not in Siberia, but it, it's in the Kola Peninsula, which is 
um, sort of that area that's like you know how there's Finland and there's that um, that that sort of peninsula. The penis. That, that veers off, yeah. Another the dick-shaped penis, penis peninsula. peninsula. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be honest. Most peninsulas are dick-shaped. Is it um, okay? Fair. Isn't that Norway, or or is my geography terrible? No, it, it sort of goes. It, it's controlled by Russia. Um, uh, it, okay. If you're like a Finnish revanchist, like if you think like you want Greater Finland, like that that territory should belong to Finland. But okay. it, but it's like a it's an area of Russia today. Okay. Um. And um and upon reaching a depth of uh. Of 40,230 feet in 1989, um, they did notice some interesting, like, geological anom- anomalies, um, but but nothing akin to what, what's described in this urban legend. Gotcha. Um, just just a lot of, like, boring, like, geological stuff and, like, what the rock makeup was and, and, and just sort of that type of thing. Stuff that gets uh, the archaeologists hard. And the geologists, excuse yeah, me. Like, geologists. But, uh, unfortunately, this isn't the... Uh, the, the trilateral, um, as, as in, like, the, the layers of the earth, uh, Troika. Oh, Sweden. Sweden is the penis peninsula. Sweden's the one that's, like, got, a, like, a, like, a fucking head on it, too. Like, it's a dick with a head. That's, like, that's when you see the maps and you're like, yeah, like, Italy's definitely a boot. Florida's, like, definitely the United States' dick. But, like, Sweden is a dick. <laughs> What what had been sort of passed off as as recordings of the the quote unquote tormented screams were, were later found to be uh, various sound effects that have been looped together and and also apparently from the soundtrack of a 1972 movie called Baron Blood. So shitty Blair Witch Project, okay. Um the the story uh, was reportedly published in a Finnish newspaper called um, MN uh, Nanustia. Um, in a journal which was published by a group of uh, Pentecostal Christians um, from uh, Levashoji, a a village that was a municipality of uh, Sikainen in western Finland. Okay. Um, A a researcher, Rich Bueller, interviewed the editors and found that the story had been based on recollections of uh, of a letter printed in the feature section of a newspaper called the Atella Somen, or possibly one called the Atella uh, Swoben uh, Sanomat. And these are, they're just like a they're, newspaper, they're just, like a well, magazine? Well, they're just, they're just sort of like... Like letters like, to the editor and penthouse? Or? Well, they're like Christian newspapers, essentially. Like, like it's chick like tracks? The, <laughs> like the Watchtower. Uh, oh, God. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Um, so when, uh, when, contacted, when he tried to contact in the letter's author... Um, he found that the author had drawn the story um, from something he'd read in a Finnish Christian newsletter called uh, Veltajat, which had been uh, printed in July of 1989. Um, and then the editor claimed that the origin had been from a newsletter called uh, Jewels of Jericho, which was published by a group of, of Messianic Jews in California. Um, after this, Bueller just, just stopped um, sort of trying to find the origin of this story. Because he found that it was just sort of like a game of telephone played among yeah. these like weird right. like Christian newsletters, right? So where does Jim Baker come into play here? <laughs> well, it's not actually Jim Baker, but a similar thing is that eventually it made its way onto the American Christian Trinity Broadcasting Network TV. I, I knew eventually it would come to these the, these fucking televangelist clowns. I knew it. 
um, which which broadcasted it. the The story about showing that the um, to, to show proof of the uh, of a literal hell, um, um, and a uh, a Norwegian teacher named um, Age uh, Rendelin. He had heard the story on TBN um, while visiting the, the United States, and he was pretty disgusted because he found this to be like very very gullible, um, and he decided to uh, augment the tale um, at their expense. Right. Um, so he wrote the network, and he claimed that he uh, that he disbelieved the tale. But upon his return to Norway, he claimed he read a factual account of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to him, the story claimed not only that the cursed well was real, but that a bat-like apparition, um, like those commonly seen in you know like Renaissance era like paintings of like uh, demons, right. um, had had actually come out of the hole um, in a blazing trail across the Russian sky. Um, so, uh, Rendelin as well, uh, deliberately mistranslated a, 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 an article from a Norwegian paper about a local building inspe- inspector, um, into the story and submitted both the original Norwegian article and the English, uh, quote unquote translation to TBN to see if they would actually check to see if the translation matched the original news article. Cause he, he's purposely giving them, you know, a, a, a completely different article, to, to see if they actually notice. It, there's no way they did. Um, he also included his real name, phone number, and address, as well as those of the pastor friend who knew about this hoax and had agreed with him to expose it to anyone who called seeking verification. Okay. Um, but uh, obviously, as, as you guessed, TBN did not verify the claims and aired the story as proof <laughs> of the validity of the original story. It's you. It's oh god. It's it. It's too easy at this point. No, of course uh, I'm not gonna fucking check. So it. Uh, since since it was posted, uh, different versions of the story has popped out. Um, in 1992, uh, Weekly World News, the 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 U.S. tabloid, you know, that has Bat Boy. Yeah, um, uh, the guy that all the <laughs> Weekly World News is the magazine that publishes just hard hitting journalistic content like the man made of thumbs, termites eating the Eiffel Tower, and then finding the Garden of Eden. Um, and they, they set the story in Alaska, and they said that 13 of the miners were killed by Satan when, when he emerged from the hole and just started, like, you know, killing people like it was Diablo. What? <laughs> um, but this this leads us to another story, um, which, which is uh, somewhat uh, relevant. It's, it's sort of become popular in the TikTok sort of um, conspiracy theory sphere. Um, which, which I find that a lot of these TikTok conspiracy theory channels, they deal with a lot of like conspiracy theories from the 90s that have been like disbunked. A lot of things are from Coast to Coast AM, um, which is uh, which we've talked about the original host of Coast to Coast AM, oh, Artie. Um, Art Bell, um, and and how this was sort of like a very influential uh, program uh, in in the United States, sort of like a lost era that I don't think a lot of younger people understand. You nope. know, sort of like call in late night radio. Can you imagine trying to explain AM radio to like somebody who's like 15 years old right now or 16 years old? That I'm sure that they would understand the concept of FM radio, but to be like, all right, so FM radio, but shittier and with more lunatics. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the closest thing that exists is sort of like call-in Twitch shows, which I know, um, like Street Fight Radio puts theirs out as a podcast, but it's mainly like a Twitch show where people call in. Um, Isn't Howard Stern still around? He's kind of like yeah, but he's but he's on um, he's on XM or yeah, he's on Sirius, I think. 
Um, but he's on one of those like radio type things. So, so sort of like Howard Stern, um, like like Hassan, um, the 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 Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. the, the the leftist Twitch streamer that everybody's mad about because you know he has money and he actually you know spends his money. Because um, he said the United States deserved nine eleven, so he got canceled real hard for a while. Um. So, on Coast to Coast AM, they would have these. Uh, they would have these sort of uh, nights where they would do sort of like what was called open channels, where where people could just call in and tell their stories. And on one of them, on February twenty first, nineteen ninety seven, a man identifying himself as Mel Waters um, from the Ellensburg area of Washington. Um, Washington, the state that is not Washington D.C., um, okay. would would call in, um, and in a lengthy uh, conversation with Art over the phone, um, he talked about this mysterious hole that was on the ground of his property that was about nine miles west of Ellensburg in sort of rural Washington. Okay, um, I actually have this pulled up on Google Maps right now, so I'm trying to find the hole. Um, he <laughs> he claimed that. Um, that that after sort of like the odd events that would that would happen um, with this hole, um, that that soon after uh, that the federal government would seize the land from him. Oh what? Um, so he claimed that the the hole had paranormal properties, um, and that um, that for years the locals had sort of dumped garbage into the hole because it was just this big, sort of deep hole. And, and you know how people are out, like, in the countryside where they just, like, burn their trash or just, yeah. just find a place to dump it? Well, they would just dump pit right there. <laughs> that they would just dump their trash uh, into this hole. Okay. Um, and he claimed that a, a local resident had tossed his dead dog into the hole um, only to see the dog later alive um, uh, sort of, like, around the hole. Um, and animals would avoid the hole. Animals would not go to the hole. Um, and then he said that the dog would not come to the original owner. So it's sort of, go ahead. So there's sort of like a pet cemetery, like like angle to it there. Yeah, I'm about to say like, what what is this pet cemetery shit where he throws it in there and it just comes back? That's terrifying. What? Um, so he he said that at the time he was acquainted with the um, that that he um, was connected to the Central Washington University that his wife had worked for for a time, um, and that from them. He had gotten uh, a weighted fishing line that was around um, that that was around eighty thousand feet long that that he put into the um, that they put into the hole without it touching the bottom. What? No way. Um, and and he also claimed that there was a uh, a black beam that would sometimes emanate from the hole, um, sort of like imagine like a flashlight but black. Okay. Um, and that also, too, that people claim that around the hole's entrance, that if they had a portable radio, that it would play um, programs and music from the past. What? Okay. What year was this again? This is in the uh, this is in 1997. And the, the events he's uh, talking about, I believe, happened before then. He doesn't give an exact date of when this all happened. Did he ever give an exact uh, location of the hole? He said that he would not give an exact location of the hole and of, of, course of, a, of a, another hole we'll talk about because of um, just just sort of like because he didn't want people going there. Yeah, of course not. Also, want you to please applaud how mature I'm being about all these uh, attempt. There are these uh, places where I can make hole jokes. <laughs> the he mysterious would, holes. <laughs> he would. He would also claim that um, 
that other like metals that were around the uh, the hole that they would change into other metals or substances. So, okay, he wouldn't tell anybody. Do we know where it is though? Well, it's it likely doesn't exist, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, and what he claims happens is is that the the federal uh, federal agents uh, forced him to lease the land um, uh, to the government, um, and that they they offered to pay him um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month um, for leasing the land on the condition that he left the country. Okay. And he said that these that, that through these lease payments he was able to move to Australia and relocate there. Um, sure. And, and, and since leaving, he claimed that uh, that locals had told him that the area around the pit had been guarded by uh, black vans and helicopters. Of course. Um, since he had left. And the men in black. <laughs> um, so after the story breaks, um, uh, people who are in what's called the Kittyus Valley which is where the, the hole is located, um, they they begin to become interested because, you know, there's this thing in their area that this guy's talking about on the radio and they want to find it. Um, so uh, local news reporters looked into it and they found that there were no public records indicating that Waters had lived in the in the county, which is uh, Kittyus County, or that he had a wife who worked at Central Washington University or that anyone with the name um, owned uh, property in the area. Okay. Um, he would again uh, call in to uh, Art Bell's show uh, a few times, uh, once on February 24th, um, so three days after his original uh, call-in, and then again uh, in 2000 and twice in 2002. Um, Did, and, when he calls in, is he going to give us any like any new information? Did yeah, he, he, he gave some updates. Um, he eventually states that he was able, um, that through him getting divorced, um, because of uh, modifications his ex-wife made to the property that he lost um, th- that he lost his sort of lease from the government on the property um, and so he was able to move back to the United States um, which which again the the amount of money he says that he made off the property was about like three million dollars a year if you do the math big divorce dad energy <laughs> yeah um, and, and then since then he he divulged that he had also been arrested since then. Um, including one time in San Francisco where he had, uh, where, where he had a, um, that he had woken up in an alley, um, in San Francisco, uh, missing, uh, all his teeth. Um, what? And, and also a belt buckle of his had been, uh, stolen from him. Uh, uh, j- just the belt buckle. Yes. Not and, the and, belt. And the belt buckle, well, well, the belt with the belt buckle, I assume. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I mean, was it like a family heirloom, or was it expensive? Was it like my guy in Red Dead Redemption Two, like encrusted with jewels and shit? Well, he he made the belt buckle himself, um, and the belt buckle uh, sort of comes up in the story because he found that a man had, because he had made the belt buckle himself, he found that a man had uh, that had procured, uh, probably purchased the belt buckle from whoever stole it, or from whoever bought it from whoever stole it. Because he claimed that the belt buckle had uh, three coins in it, one with Winston Churchill on it, uh, one with uh, Joseph Stalin on it, and one with uh, FDR on it. And the FDR one on it that he said he had was a dime. Um, okay. <laughs> and, the, and the dime he had, he said it was minted in 1943, uh, which, uh, which 
doesn't make sense because uh, the dime with FDR on it wasn't minted until 1946 because FDR was still alive in 1943. Is it a rule that you can't be on money if you're alive? Generally, with American money, I believe the rule is, the, the unofficial rule is that you can't be on it if you're still alive. So wait a minute, who was on the dime before FDR? Um, I believe it was just Lady Liberty. Really? I didn't know that. I, I Again, you know, I my knowledge of, like, real basic shit that I should know is just not there. As you can see by I didn't even know you had to be dead before you could put on some money. Yeah, before, um, before then it was Mercury from 1916 to 1945. You said Mercury? Yeah, the Greek god Mercury. Oh, I thought it was Freddie Mercury. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> I don't think, well, yeah, he probably was alive. He was definitely alive. He just, he was not, you know, the Freddie Mercury back then. He was in uh, British India, I assume. (laughs) So he, he claims that like that this is, uh, this is rare because the dime not only had a 1943 date on it, it also had a B on it. Uh, as a mint mark, which there are, there is no mint in Boston, which I'm sure you're yeah. aware of. Yeah, um, yeah. So, which I would assume was what the B would be, uh, maybe Boise, I don't know, but but not anywhere in the United States. Which which those listeners who, who are not familiar with it, usually on most coinage in the United States, there is a a letter to denote what mint it came from, um, and there there are none with a B marking. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I don't think there's any mints in the United States that have a B. Like, you have P and D, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I can't. I, I don't think there's any B mints, to be fair. So Mel claims that he got this dime from a a sort of, like, Chinese-style red envelope. So for usually for, like, New Year special events um, within Chinese culture, um, older people will give younger people money as a gift, and you also do this at weddings. And it's usually given in a red envelope because red is like an auspicious color. Um, it's considered like a lucky and good color. Um, okay. and, and usually with like Chinese weddings. So the it, opposite and, of red flags. <laughs> yeah. And that um, usually like red is, is like the color of like the wedding party. Um, so he got this envelope and, and in the envelope were these dimes. Um, and so he says that eventually with talking with the guy who got the belt buckle, um, that the guy uh, decided to sell the the dimes to a, a coin broker um, because they are because um, they were incredibly rare just to see like what he would get for it and the guy paid him a good deal of money for it but soon after the coin broker had the coin taken from him by uh, treasury officials. Okay. And after this, he sort of gets to talking about how um, through his contacts. Um, with uh, Native Americans um, that he was able to learn about another hole that was in Nevada. A hole in Nevada? Okay. Yeah, and he says that this hole in an undisclosed area of Nevada, that around the rim of the hole, that it was covered in in metal. What? Like, okay, like uh, he opened up a fucking manhole and he said, look, I found a hole? Like, well... It was it was some form of metal. They said that it appeared to have grooves around it, as if something would would close it off. But it, but it was just sort of like a weathered like metal that surrounds sort of like this hole in the desert. God damn it! If you tell me he, <laughs> Steve, if this okay, if this okay, if this ends up being this guy found a manhole in the middle of the desert, I'm gonna be real upset with this one. And that hole is outside the Golden Nugget <laughs> Casino. 
And thus, Ocean's Eleven, the idea for the movie, was started. <laughs> he claimed that when banging on the on the metal that was around the hole, that it would emit no sound. Like, that if you took, like, a metal object and banged on the metal, that, that no sound would be emit, uh, emitted from the metal. Okay. Um, he also... Uh, he also claimed as well that it had similar properties to the the hole that was on his property in that um, that's that animals were afraid to go near it and that occasionally a black beam of light would shoot out of it. So is, uh, I guess, the canon in this guy's story that there are multiple of these holes around the United States slash world? And, well, of of the two that, that he talks about, because after the, this is sort of like given in, in one of his, like, like second to last appearances his his last way doesn't really give a lot of updates um but but he says that the native americans did not really want to interact with it um and they they claim that it had been there as long as they knew okay um and, and it also had vegetation around it that was similar to that um around the hole in washington so okay. that the, so that the plants that grew around it were, were very similar were the same as the ones that grew around the one in washington Okay. Um, he said that the, the strangest property, well, I would say the second strangest property it had was that, um, that if he, they decided to see, cause since the, uh, the metal on it emitted heat and he said that in the past, like people who, if they had to camp near there, they would camp, they would sleep on the metal in the winter cause the metal was warm. Um, which again is like a, the, to my mind, that would be a marker of radiation. Yeah. Um, but but I guess it, it's not actually uh, radioactive from what he said. I mean but, that, or it's just it's been hit by the sun all day long. True, but he like said when I they, go out and I touch my car's hood after it's been sitting in the sun all day, it's not exactly cold. But but he said that they would take um, like bags of ice that they bought like from a from a convenience store. You know those like big plastic bags of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said that they would they, they took them, um, they put them in a bucket attached to a, a line, and they lowered the bucket into the hole to see if they would melt due to the heat of the hole. Okay. Um And what they found was that the the ice that was in the bucket did not melt when they put it into the hole. Really? Um and when they when they pulled it out, he decided that they would uh, that they would put the bucket um, on a fire to see if the if the ice would melt then, um, but what happened was was that the ice um, sort of caught fire in, in sort of a manner that like charcoal briquettes do. So it kind of like, all right. So there's a couple different ones now because I used to be a charcoal man. You got like the Kingsford that has like the auto light where it's like soaked in kerosene or something to make it easier to light, which is. If you're asking me, I feel like it's the pussy way to do it. I feel like stacking the coals and building a small fire to light the coals and letting them burn out and getting them white hot. I feel like that's a that's a a, a ritual that shouldn't be disturbed by the advent of like quick light. Like that's ridiculous. But I'm, which ones are we talking about? Because it's important. I I would just say in terms of like regular charcoal, he doesn't describe that as as being like charcoal. I'm describing it as just sort of like they have a low flame on them. They're hot. Um, it's not like something that that burns like a, with a high flame. Okay. Um, and he said that it wouldn't happen. They they tried it multiple times, and he said it would only happen about one out of three times. Um, and he said one of the guys in the group decided to use it to to warm his cabin since he lived in northern Nevada. 
Um, and the guy who did it found that it would cause um, extreme dryness. Um, and he found that even if he was, you know, um, had a kettle on his stove, that, that eventually got to the point where the steam from the kettle would be sucked into the uh, into the oven. It's sort of like an old style, like iron oven. Yeah. Um, that, that it would get sucked into the, the oven itself. Okay. Um, so eventually what happens is is that it, it gets increasingly dry. Like he's getting dry from being around the, the stove. And eventually the stove goes through the cabin floor um, and, and it falls about a foot into the ground. Really? What? Um, and, and eventually what happens is is that he comes home one day to see that his cabin has collapsed um, and disintegrated. Um, and he found that all of the wood items in his um, in, in his cabin had been sort of uh, disintegrated. They had been turned to dust. Um, and he could tell because um, each of the items were made out of like a different type of wood or whatever. That you uh-huh. could see variations in color in this sort of like like wood dust that's left over. So his cabin burned down. Well, it didn't I'm burn sure. down. It disintegrated. So there wasn't like evidence of a fire. Like, did what was left just like ash? It was just it was just dust, like dry dust, like wood that had turned to dust. So like sawdust. Like uh, what's his nuts in the uh, superhero movie? Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I don't watch some things, but I I understand like he just oh, dusted they, away. When they, well, when they did the snap, yeah. I guess that's he, what it he is. Didn't, yeah, he didn't dust, but Spider Man dusted in his arms. Oh, Spider-Man. Okay, shit. Yeah, listen. Yeah, it goes to show you how much I watch these things. So, yeah. I, 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 so dust like that, not like embers and... Yeah, they, they okay. essentially it essentially just turned to dust. Um, and, and Mel called up one of his government contacts from his uh, from his times dealing with his hole. Um, and eventually the, the government sent people out there because the guy was very alarmed at what he was describing. Um, and they were able to remove the, the, the stove, which was going further into the earth. Uh with uh, multiple cranes. Okay. Um, but what eventually what they did um, soon after the ice is that they decided to lower a live sheep into the hole. Um, uh, one of the members of the group, he was very gung-ho and he wanted to be lowered himself into the hole to see what happens. Um, but um, he was dissuaded from it and they used a sheep instead. Yeah, don't be dumb, bro. <laughs> Um, so they so they put the sheep in, in sort of like a metal box, um, and they lowered the sheep down into the hole. Um, but when they found that the uh, that the hole, um, whatever had happened in the hole, had killed the sheep. Um. Okay. Like. Um, okay. Did the sheep just come back up whole, or was it like? Well, yeah, it was like a whole sheep. Um, and they found that the the outside of the sheep seemed to be like fine. He was intact. Didn't appear that he had been. Um, like damaged anyway but the they found that the uh, that the sheep when they did an autopsy on it when they cut open which i don't know how much of an autopsy they're doing so i don't think any of them are vets um, <laughs> but they they do an autopsy on it and they find that the meat inside the sheep has has um has been cooked okay did and they says, take it though but did they take it <laughs> that's the important when, did they eat it well when they were after they got past the the initial like sort of like flesh they found that the organs within the sheep had turned into a tumor-like mass. Um, and they found that this tumor-like mass um, had, had sort of been uh, a cross between a fetus and a seal. Bro, what? Um, and he said that the uh, seal itself uh, had uh, human-like eyes and that it, um, and it stared intently at him. 
I saw the seal and it looked at me. <laughs> um, and and he would also claim that before going on this trip, he had been diagnosed with um, esophageal cancer. Um, but um, he claims that after this encounter with the seal, which he had been, which he had touched and like breathed the air around, which he said smelled of ozone, that that he found that he he no longer had terminal esophageal cancer. Really? So there's a positive to this then? Um, but uh, eventually what was going on with the seal, they didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and they were all sort of freaked out about it, but they found that it wasn't going to do any harm to them. So um, they wanted to sort of put it out of his misery. But what Mel decided was that he would just return it to the hole. And he said when he put it near the hole that the creature just jumped back in. Okay. All right. And he claims that uh, that the uh, that the seal would later communicate with the uh, with the Native Americans who lived around the hole uh, by song th- through radio waves. <laughs> through the ra- okay. All right. Now I see where this is going. God damn it! If this was just a big lead up to play "Kiss by a Rose," I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Well, no. Seal you know, would say like c- c- communicating like, through radio waves. Seal. It, it was just like the uh, the hit Transformers movie Bumblebee. Where, where Bumblebee can only communicate through the radio um, because his voice box is broken. Uh, but so you just Shout like you just Bay. play like you just play like Baby Come Back, you know, when he wanted them to come back. Baby to the Come hole. Back. Yeah. Um, and they 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 said that the the seal would communicate with them and told the told the people to sort of uh, to back away from nuclear conflict, um, and that that such things would pose an existential threat to the human race. Okay. Um, and when he told the story to curious neighbors of his in Washington, he said that um, some said that they that they had also seen a similar creature around the hole before. Okay. Um, and he sort of pauses at the creature that that the hole itself uh, connects alternate realities, and that the creature itself is able to move between those realities. <sighs> Did he describe the creature like in depth and detail? Like a like a seal. Just like okay, a, but I mean like in You'd say seal. Remember we live in Florida. We live we have access to SeaWorld. I've seen up close and personal seals. If that's it, like if that's all he gave, I got to Well, I mean there's more reasons. Well, he to call said bullshit, he said it had human like eyes, but then again seals do have pretty human like eyes. Yeah, like So he's not really saying anything. <laughs> yeah, they're not like they're not like a goat or a horse cuz like horses if you look at their their full like eye because we only ever see um like the pupil right um, they, they have messed up eyes too but it, because it when we did that we did the episode on like the mothman there was some very specific descriptors when it came down to people that like saw the mothman or any of the other cryptids they give you pretty su- it's a seal <laughs> it was a it was a, a sort of like a fetus colored <laughs> seal um the seal looked at me <laughs> it was making babies. The baby the also baby looked seals. at me. That's where the babies come from. Is the hole. <laughs> um. So recently, um, this like well over the years, the the segment got uh, rebroadcast um, as part of what was called the best of Art Bell, which are sort of like these stories that are that are like really good. Um, okay. Because Art Art Bell has a lot of like cranks on there, and some of them are like. Are not very entertaining some of them are um so so stories like this he he like that they rebroadcast 
I used to love listening to Art Bell. The fucking crazier the better. I'm I'm telling you right now, if you have access to his old episodes where he would just let anybody come on that bitch and just start talking. He didn't give a fuck who you were. He would just say, come on in. Bro, some of his old stuff is easily the funniest shit I have ever listened to in a context of just like insanity. It's just, but pure strain. Insanity, his, not like the insanity being nowadays, where like people's queuing on shit. No, it was like pure strain insanity. Uh, Quaint, a lot of it's on archive.org. work. Um, oh, if really? you look for it, there, there's a lot of old Coast to Coast AM, and also it was called Dreamlands, which was like an like a UFO focused one, where he has a oh. lot of like Linda Mooton Howe. Man, that used to be the best, just putting him on the radio and going to sleep listening to these people, like rant about the government following him in like black vans and black bagging him and shit. Like, oh god, it's amazing. But uh, recently, uh, in 2014, um, in, in the TV station out of uh, Seattle, uh, KOMO, um, they did a news segment about this sort of uh, lingering mystery about Mel's Hole. Um, and then they also interviewed a, a, a intertribal medicine man that lived in the, the Kittitas Valley named Red Elk, um, who, who claims that his father had showed him the hole around 1961 and told him that it was bottomless. Mm -hmm. Um, No one's been able to find uh, waters um, and no one's been able to find the hole. um, And he's also, he also never publicly revealed the location of the hole. Um, All, all that he would say was that it was in the, it was on the uh, Monastash Ridge, which is about 10 miles Southwesterly of Ellensburg. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this, uh, Department of Natural Resources for, uh, Washington, a a geologist named Jack Powell, um, who's from um, Ellensburg, uh, uh, initially heard the story and was interested in it. Um, he was driving back from an out-of-county task, but he heard the, when he heard this, um, Mel talking on the radio, and he said it got his interest in a funny kind of way, um, because he said, I knew Art Bell stuff is basically Sasquatch and UFOs and the like, but it was sort of entertaining. <laughs> um, he, had, he, had, he had worked previously as an exploratory geologist for petroleum companies. Okay. Um, and that he had also taught geology at Central Washington University for 11 years um, and worked um, for the Department of Natural Resources for more than 20 years. Um, so he thought he knew where the hole was. Um, okay. Since he had grown up in the the Kittitas Valley, um, as a kid, it had played around an old gold mine shaft uh, that went down an angle into a field uh, northwest of Ellensburg. Okay. Um, he says, at most, the shaft on the valley floor was likely uh, 90 feet deep or more, um, and that it may have been as deep as 300 feet when it was an active mine. Okay. Um, so when he heard that it was in that it was on the Montage Ridge, um, and around 80,000 feet deep, um, he said he couldn't listen any longer. Um, he knew that the deepest mine shaft in the world was uh, 12,672 feet deep, and the deepest known cavern was 7,188 feet deep. Wait, the deepest known cavern is what now? Say that again? Uh, 7,188 feet. <sighs> so... These people saying that they found caverns that were 80,000 feet deep are clearly lying. 
Yes, because uh, the the Russians had drilled the deepest borehole, which went down uh, 40,000 feet, like I said, um, yeah. in 1989. Um, but the problem with when you drill down that far deep is that unless you do something to like buttress and support it, it's going to collapse in on itself. Oh, okay. You already know, you and Shia LaBeouf already know more about holes than I do. <laughs> That's why you'd never get out of that, uh, that, that juvie camp or whatever it was they were in. <laughs> I'd be so screwed. You gotta, you gotta listen to the owls, the, the burrowing owls. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> um, I actually and, never saw the movie, though, to be fair. I, I've never seen it either. <sighs> we're both failures. I know. Steve's probably seen it. <laughs> he's shaking his hand as he's going to be editing this. He's going to be like, these sons of bitches. I've, Steve's probably never seen it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I can do it right. How are they going to do an episode on holes and they haven't even seen the movie Holes? Come on, guys. There we go. That's my Steve. Um, so from what Powell says, it, it's, it's geologically and physically impossible for a hole to be that deep because he says it would, as I said, it collapse into itself under the tremendous pressure and heat from the surrounding strata. Okay. Um, so he said probably what happens was that the guy knew about the hole that was northwest of Ellensburg, that's on private property, um, and, and that he had um, that, that he had sort of used as an inspiration for making up his story. Okay. Um, and Powell himself didn't really think about it until around 2001, when he was contacted by a member of a Seattle area discussion group that was interested in Mel's Hole. Um, he, th this was all part of an online uh, chat club, and, and he, he said they were looking for geologic information about the area, um, and they, they were coming there to search for it. Um, so he agreed to talk to them and give them accurate information about the local geog uh, geology. Okay. Um, so he, he said the group visited on a Saturday, um, and that he gave them his like standard uh, lecture, um, a scientific sort of overview um, in layman's terms as best he could of the geology. Um, of the county um, and some specifics about the ridge. Um, he also guided the group to the old uh, mine shaft they knew about and told them it was the inspiration for the mythical Mel's Hole. Um, he told them, you know, that the, the, the hole that they're looking for doesn't really exist. Um, and he said, they thanked me and served me um, up some pie they had. Um, he said that they had ordered uh, pie from the local uh, Copper Kettle restaurant, um, but they wouldn't let go of the possibility of Mel's Hole. Um, the group later became uh, the Seattle Paranormal Society. Okay. Um, I've heard of them before. And uh, uh, Powell acknowledged, you know, that Mel's Hole has become this sort of, like, long-lived legend. Um, and that um, that you can't really disprove it now, despite his best efforts. Um, local Local news reporters also investigated um, a lot of the claims around the hole and Mel Waters. But they found that no one with that name has ever resided in. Um, or owned property in uh, Kittitas County. Mel, you son of a bitch. He also said they also found that no property transfers have been conducted in the area during that time, in case he was using a pseudonym, um, and that uh, no one uh, and no one as well had ever voted, paid taxes, or even lived there named Mel Waters. Once again, um, is there a term like milkshake duct for like when you believe something and then that just something just turns out to be true? Or is it just me being a fucking idiot? I'm sure there probably is a term for it, but 
Like, damn, you believe that? You, you, you idiot. You're such a dumbass. Like, I feel like that term exists. And if it doesn't, I could definitely be the one to start it. All the dumb shit I believe. So that's the story of Mel's Hole. The most recent sort of famous mythical hole that there's a lot of videos on YouTube about and also on TikTok about. Wait, there's videos? Wait, okay. So, alright. So, have they found it then? Well, no. No one's actually found the hole. It's just videos where they talk about the hole. Have they found holes that they think are Mel's Hole? I don't think so. I think they just show pictures of holes and then talk about Mel's Hole. Oh, okay. 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 Is that the last hole we're talking about? Yes, that's going to be the last hole we're going to talk about. We're not talking about your mom's hole or anything like that? No. <laughs> Listen, if we're really going to talk about a hole, we talk about your mom's hole. That would be the <laughs> biggest of all. Yeah, it's uh, uh, roughly six feet deep by six feet long by what, about four feet wide. Well, that's, um. that's almost, that's, that's very similar to Mel's hole, which is apparently uh, three <laughs> meters across, so about nine feet. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I need Steve here for this one. I need, I, oh, man. Also, the Jersey, isn't there like a hole in New Jersey that's supposed to be a hole to hell, or is it a tunnel? Like the origin of the Jersey Devil, like the Jersey Devil hockey team. Isn't there like a hole to hell well, in New Jersey? Well, there's a there's a the the Jersey Devil is is sort of like a story about a woman who who had like who had a bunch of kids and then she she wished that like the thirteenth child I think it is or depending on the legend she's like if I have a thirteenth child like just sort of damning that she has so many children that it's a devil okay. and it was a devil and now it's the Jersey Devil. Um, there is a place called the Gates of Hell that's in um, New Jersey, but it's like a tunnel. Oh, and it's okay. in uh, it's in the town of Clifton in Passaic County, New Jersey. There's got to be something to the fact that Jersey has so much all this has all this uh, gateway to hell and uh, the Jersey Devil. Like, there's got to be a problem with Jersey well, the, itself. Well, the 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 tunnel to hell or whatever is just like a drainage tunnel, like an old drainage tunnel that's in New Jersey. Oh, that's it. Yeah, they just call it that, bro. I'm really tired of you just totally breaking my heart. <laughs> that's that's when the that's when the CL just starts playing Don't Go Breaking My Heart over the uh over Don't the Go Breaking My <laughs> Oh god. Alright, I'm gonna go listen to Kiss by Rose. Or Kiss from a Rose. On that note, this has been an episode of the Bilateral Troika. Hopefully the the Trilateral Troika next time. I made Batman forever. <laughs> Later. Later. I'm gonna go take some night cold pass out. <laughs>